This is Face the Music, an electric light orchestra song by song podcast. On the third day, bonus tracks maxi single, extra listener commentary. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsensen. So this is an on the third day bonus bonus tracks episode. What happened was that after we finished on the third day, comments kept coming in about the album. Apparently we've been picking up new listeners and they listened to the old shows and commented on it. And as soon as we finished that last bonus tracks episode, I went to Facebook and there were a whole mess of comments. The bonus tracks episodes are already longer than I like try to keep them under an hour so i don't want to add to the length of the the night the light went on in long beach bonus tracks episode by going over comments for on the third day so do this mini bonus tracks episode of reading the whole mess of comments that came in after we finished our last bonus tracks episode so take it away les nesman here it goes first with the comment about bluebird is dead and this is from rick canado the beginning of a theme of the color blue in so many songs from Jeff. Love the podcast and the production of it. Keep up the good work. We certainly will. I, that's my plan, anyway, to keep up the good work. Uh, I was planning on doing everything crappy from now on, but uh, I guess we're going to have to do good work then. Well, I think now that we're hitting the good years of ELO, we can half-ass it from here on out. Okay, yeah, just phone it in from now on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Juanita Jose Jr. as Viz as Ace. Juanita Jose Jr., and I'll leave it as that. Aceves. Okay, see, Eric still lives in the Southwest. He knows how to say these words much better, even though we're both pretty pasty white. Uh, about Bluebird is Dead, she says, Bluebird does make me cry, though. It reminds me of my daughter, who passed nine years ago. She was only 25 years old. But nevertheless, I still love ELO's music. Well, I'm sorry about your daughter. And I can see how Bluebird would hit you that way. Definitely. Sorry to hear about that. I know it's nine years ago, but that type of thing doesn't exactly go away. No, it's not like a little skin you just scratch off in flakes and, ah, the world's sunshine and lollipops again. Nope. I would think something like that's going to stick with you for an extremely long time. Up next is Ocean Breakup, King of the Universe. Corey Gomel says, Cover art. My dad is a famous photographer. He took photos of the Beatles and the Kennedys, etc. for life. Parentheses. I made this vehicle for his 80th birthday party. Video. Lots of people in it. The belly button shot was just a way to warm up the group, but then became the cover. I've been on bunches of my father's shots. Avedon sounds just like my dad, both with a bad sense of humor. Did love your Monty Python description of the beginning of the LP. So he included a link to the video, and uh, I'll post that link on our Facebook page when this episode posts. And it's, it's pretty cool that we've got a listener, and apparently a, a devoted listener, who actually has an actual connection to ELO, and a, a big deal photographer guy. Right. Especially since we are afraid the first person who would have an actual connection to ELO was going to be a lawyer. Uh, yeah, one of the lawyers. Well, <laughs> yes. We're still early into the show. we still got a ways to go. There's still time. True. And Corey went on to comment about Oh No, Not Susan. He was the one who just, as soon as we finished up and I looked at Facebook, a whole mess of comments from Corey. When listening to this and the Bluebird is Dead podcast, I started to question if you guys were ELO fans. I mean, who else would do this podcast? 
I get it. But after ripping these songs a new one, I think there is one thing you missed. How great Jeff's voice sounds on these songs. Especially after using that distorted effect on ELO2. Just imagine that effect on these songs. Ugh, I know plenty of people, believe you me, that think On The Third Day was ELO at their best. I am not one of those people. But it is not as bad as you guys are making it out to be. I can totally see, and this is something that I hear from a lot of people, do you guys really actually like ELO? Yes, I love ELO. I'm not so crazy about the first three albums, they're okay to... But we're about to start recording shows for the songs for El Dorado, and you're gonna hear a lot of, oh my god, this is so friggin' awesome. At least from me, and I know Eric loves El Dorado also. Yes, I do quite like that album, and I'm not as big of a fan as Eric Paul is about ELO, but I've always liked their music, so I, that's kind of why I'm here is to kind of balance out the fandom a little bit, but reason is because, well, I have rather extensive collection, and so Electric Light Orchestra is just a part of it, so I'm coming from more of an angle of everything that I've listened to in my life and comparing a lot of ELO to that. So I may not be a super fan, but hey, I, they are one of the bands that define the 70s and they release plenty of excellent music during their career. And a lot of it, a lot of the stuff I like is stuff he doesn't like. So, <laughs> And I was glad when Eric chimed in because I didn't want a co-host who was someone who also just loved ELO. I didn't want the podcast to be just a ELO is so dreamy, they're perfect in everything podcast. It's it's good for discussion purposes. If there's one person who just thinks they're all that and I'm two Bufunions and another person who says, yeah, I like them, but you know, I don't think their Funyuns good. So it's good to have things balance out and not just be a, oh, Jeff is so wonderful kind of thing. Try the Flaming Hot Funyuns. Those are the good ones. Ooh. I'd, I'd love to try those. I haven't had those. Yes. Those sound good. <laughs> the hump has to eat. Uh, yeah, on the third day, their best? No. I mean, I like it. Fine. There's some good songs on there. There's some that I'm not so crazy about, but their best? I, I don't think this is anywhere near their best. There's some really best that's going to be coming up soon and, and further down the line. Uh, this is from Ken Bruce, and he says, Oh, no, not Susan. Tops the lot. Mm. Well... I will never argue with somebody else's actual opinion. So, New World Rising, Ocean Breakup Reprise, Corey Gomel said, His topics. You stated this is a Mr. Blue Sky look and feel type of song. I agree. And while I agree that his songwriting ability got better and better, his topics of discussion, the words he used, could have used a little help. Like the let's talk theme of So Serious and One Step at a Time. Lennon had McCartney. Lynn has Lynn. And sometimes it shows. By the way, great effing song. Yeah, I think that is probably where it comes in, is because a lot of great songwriters, a lot of great writers in general, always need somebody to sit there and say, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the problem with Stephen King, is uh, earlier on when his wife kind of looked at it sometimes and said, you know, uh, you can do better. That's when his books were a little bit shorter and oftentimes better. 
And I think that's also why his books have become better recently, is because he's probably got some editors that aren't afraid to stand up to him a bit. Right. But then he has this whole period where it's like, oh, he's a literary god, so no editor's going to tell him what to do. Which is a mistake, because that's what the editor's job is to do, and that's kind of where Lennon McCartney came in, as usually one was the editor for the other, saying, you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a Beatles song. This yeah. is how we're going to do it. <laughs> Yeah. And let's throw Ringo a bone occasionally so people he knows he's here, yes. Yeah. For Daybreaker... Corey Gomel says, Is the porno available somewhere? What about a sequel with some of Jeff's newer stuff? I love Jeff's voice. I miss it in instrumental. I don't miss it that much here because this one rocks. I believe this song was my ringtone for a year. The porno is available. I cannot post the link on Facebook because I will be <laughs> in jail. Those jackasses already banned me for four days because I posted the link to uh, Nellie Takes Her Bow, which had the teeny tiny thumbnail of that topless girl that's a Victorian era picture that's on the inside cover of No Answer. And because of that, they said it violated Facebook standards. And I even appealed it. I said, dude, it's on the inside of an ELO cover. It's from 1880s. It's not porn. It's photographic art. And... I don't know if it's a person or a bot. It just wrote back, you're violating Facebook terms. You will not be able to post anything for four days. So you're going to have to just do a Google search. Yeah, just type in ecstasy in blue. It's on a legitimate, It's well, it's, well, it's about as legitimate as a porn site can be, but it's on a legitimate site that you can stream it from without having to download it and get a bunch of viruses and see your credit card be drained mm -hmm. within minutes after watching the show. Well, while you watch it, actually. But no, it's at a legitimate adult site, I should say. Yes. And you can definitely go ahead and watch it. There's going to be a little thing in there saying that it was uploaded. So there's a little thing, that, there's a little banner thing that goes across it throughout. But we're not talking about the height of art or even the height of pornography here. So no, no, it's not. you're not really missing anything by having a little banner on there. No, and the only reason I would have watched it if I didn't have this podcast that I had to watch it was just out of curiosity. Really? There's ELO and porn? Um, curious. So, as for uh, Jeff's voice in Daybreaker, I can't see how it would have... I mean, I think Daybreaker carries its own without Jeff's voice, so I, don't, I think it's, it's a perfectly good song without it. For Ma 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 Bell, Corey Gomel said, Not only does it sound like he might have lifted this from someone else, I think he also rips himself off on a couple of later tracks in his career. Jeff must really love this melody. I believe it. I mean, he's done a lot of songs. McCartney's ripped off from McCartney, and they always kind of rip off Borrow from their earlier stuff. I don't know if that's deliberate or if it's just inherent in the person, in the style of whatever art they do, that it, it always, in some way, nabs stuff from earlier stuff to put it in the newer stuff. Yeah, well, I've heard so many bands do that It's as callbacks to their earlier stuff on purpose, so Yes has done that at least twice in their career. One on Tales from Topographic Oceans, they basically reference the album that came right before it. Yeah. So, <laughs> in Ritual, so. Okay, so we got Juanita Jose Jr. Aceves saying Ma 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 Bell is the best on that album. Dreaming of 4000, Corey Gomel said. Did somebody hit the echo button at the beginning of the lyrics? Once that effect is off, his voice sounds great. Love the way he delivers the line. But I know I must be dreaming. Yeah, it is one of those songs where the more you hear it, the more you actually kind of like it. Uh, Corey Gomel again on In the Hall of the Mountain King. 
I heard this track, like Griggs' Piano Concerto in A Minor on Flashback, once described as musical masturbation by a musician. Since all I can do is play my MP3s, I'll take his word for it. And I see his point. I can too. I mean, it is pretty much just the same thing over and over again for about six minutes, but I think the, the way Jeff pulls it off is it's the same thing over and over again done differently. It, well, I think it builds, and that's what makes it more interesting. Well, kind of like masturbation. Well, I, if you're looking for musical masturbation, I would say uh, um, a lot of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer after uh, the trilogy album. <laughs> would probably fit that description a little bit more than ELO does, because, yeah, well, that is one of the things I've liked about ELO, is that Jeff Lynne typically knows to keep things short and sweet a lot of times. And, yeah, I know you're about to make another comment about how that also is like masturbation, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Well, depends on how much practice you get in to make it last longer. Not that I know anything about that. No. No. So, um... These are comments for our On the Third Day bonus tracks episode. Alistair Wallace said, I've only just caught up to the end of the first album, but really enjoying the podcast. Looking forward to following through to the end. Well, so am I. And Mark Herring, listening to the podcast. I heard you all talk about the 2012 remake album. From what I've heard, this album was created simply to root all of the performance royalties from the former band members to Jeff himself. Recall that Mr. Blue Sky was a commercial music background favorite, as well as a campaign that used Livin' Thing. But more importantly, Mr. Blue Sky was going to be featured prominently in the London Olympics, and 10538 Overture was going to be in the movie American Hustle in 2012. Jeffrey recorded those songs to nick the performance royalties from Bev and all the other ELO Part 2 guys. His versions were close enough to be substituted for the real recordings and thus cutting off all payments to the others. Makes me wonder what type of argument Jeff and Bev and others got into where Lynn thought, screw them, I'll just redo them myself and take all of the money. There have been way too many lawyers who made money off of ELO litigation. Sad. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Unfortunately... Any major band that comes along, this happens, it seems. Especially when a band gets famous. One of the newer bands that I'm really into right now called Ghost. Basically, they were supposed to remain anonymous, but they all became not anonymous because the band started becoming a little bit more famous than what they originally intended to. And almost all of it was a one-person thing with some hired musicians. And the hired musicians suddenly decided, hey, we want that money. And so, yeah, friendship's gone, entire new band hired, (laughs) everything just, um, yeah, just completely exploded. So that seems to happen way too often in music because I always think that it's because there's some relative in the background that's whispering in somebody's ear going, hey, you know you're being ripped off, don't you? Yeah. Get that little worm going in your brain and turning and turning and uh, Mm -hmm. then... They decide to sue, they decide to start having arguments, band breaks up, and then everybody wants to sit in their little corner and huff and puff and never talk to each other again. Yeah, that uh, whole Electric Light Orchestra Part 2 thing, it's kind of uh, made a mess of things, I'm sorry to say. And it would explain why after 
40-something years of production experience, he remakes 10538 Overture to sound just like it did in 1972. Which is why I was disappointed in the remake, because I had always looked forward to hearing a version where Jeff has all this production experience, so it doesn't sound like a hundred cellos scraping over and over. And yet, that's that's what we got. Uh, unfortunately, we never got the electro-industrial version. Emily v- Volaro, and this is a comment that she's made quite often lately, Bev has the cutest navel. So, she's really got a thing for Bev Bevin's belly button. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> well... <laughs> Let's just say roll 34. Ken Keenan says, Very much enjoying your ELO podcast and the new longer format. Keep up the good work. Um, well, longer format is just for the bonus tracks. Yeah, the, the bonus tracks episodes where we read the comments and album facts and stuff like that. But I'm still going to keep the regular episodes 10 to 15 minutes because I, I myself don't have the attention span to listen to an hour podcast it can be on but my mind starts drifting and i'm thinking of other things and then eventually it comes back to the podcast i'm like oh you guys are still talking about that and it's just there are a bajillion other podcasts out there and it's so much easier for me and i'm sure for other people to just fit in a 10 to 15 minute podcast into the podcast listening schedule that they have and really there's no reason to go on for an hour or two hours about one song. I know, I like being able to listen to it and critique how we're doing while I'm driving home from work. And yeah. uh, that's why 10 to 15 minutes is, is the best uh, general format on that. Yeah. Pam Van Allen said, I'd like to see your source for Jeff losing royalties on Showdown because of its similarity to Heard It Through the Grapevine. I don't think that's true. Thanks for the plug from Midnight on the Water. Well, my source was somebody made a comment to the show that Jeff lost royalties to Marvin for a showdown. Right. Yeah. That was. It was a user comment. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. I don't. I'm assuming that he has some. Whoever the user was has some source for that. But yeah. And I don't. I wasn't going to poke through all the past comments to find the guy. But I did poke around Google for more than just a, a minute, and I didn't see anything that said that Jeff had to pay some royalties to Marvin for a grapevine or whoever actually wrote it. I don't know if Marvin actually wrote it. And I didn't see anything. I did see some things where people said that Jeff got away with it because Showdown was in a different key from Heard It Through the Grapevine, so there's like the legal technicality loophole for where it sounds like it, but not enough to where Jeff had to lose some money to the people who wrote Grapevine. And as for Midnight on the Water, you're welcome. It's Pam's book, it's a fiction story, and it's based on El Dorado. And from Rick Hawk 22 finally an ELO podcast. Thank you for the great idea for a podcast. Looking forward to listening to them all song by song. ELO perfectly melds rock with classical strings and makes their sound unique with a hard edge that is smoothed by the wonderful orchestral sound. Love them. All-time favorite band, and this podcast covers all the aspects of what makes their story great. And that was an iTunes comment. Somebody gave us a rating and a review. And uh, more people should do that, because the more ratings we get, the more attention Apple gives to it. The higher up on the search list, the more promotion it gets, and the more people listen. So you don't have to write anything elaborate like Rick did, which was very nice of him. You can just give us five stars, four stars. And if it makes you write a review, 
you don't have a word limit. It's not like you got to write a, an essay. You can just write, love the show. And there you go. That's it. And, well, you should also write your essays and let them know about the show. Well, that too. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> me and Eric, we're both writers. We've wrote for newspapers. We've worked in journalism. So we will be correcting your grammar and editing and making sure things are proper. And we'll mock you on the show because we can't go in and, and edit the, uh, the iTunes reviews. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to do that. I don't really want to spend that much time. <laughs> I really don't want to mock our listeners, to tell you the truth. There's that, too. Yes. <laughs> Anybody who, who still listens to us and keeps up with us, they're swell eggs, and, and I'm not going to knock them down. Yep. Anybody who's going to purposely troll, well, they'll, they'll just be ignored. Um, I usually just mock the trollers, because I, I like to have fun by mocking trollers. So That's true. Yep, that's why I sit out there uh, on the shore, and as they float on by, I just start yelling insults at them. I like to throw rotten egg pies at them. That's kind of fun. <laughs> all right, we've covered all the back comments for On the Third Day, and uh, next podcast, we'll get right back to the Long Beach Live album, which I think we're halfway through. But don't worry, it's not forever. Tomorrow we start commenting on, on El Dorado Overture, so things are really going to start to pick up in a couple weeks. Yes, they will. 